Good evening, and welcome to Dan Bain's Sleepy Time Mumbles, a podcast you can miss. I am Dan Bain, and every episode I improvise a low-stakes podcast for you fall asleep to. Tonight on the show, let's take a moment to have a look at some listener feedback. Here is some listener feedback from Apple Podcasts. New Zealand edition. Always delightful to get some feedback on the New Zealand Apple Podcasts because not many people in New Zealand actually listen to the show. Mostly America, then Canada, New Zealand, very, very, very distant third. So I don't know what that says, because I live here. probably know the largest amount of people that I know here. So I'm really having to question myself a lot with this particular train of thought. Anyway. Apple Podcasts, New Zealand. Five golden stars. Oh, that's that's very kind. From Co Mikazi Jeff. Co Mikazi Jeff. I hope I'm saying that right, Co Mikazi. Slumble time. That's that's a neologism. No, it's a portmanteau word. Half slumber, half mumble. Slumble time. Kermikazi continues. An always different but consistently relaxing and calming way to end the day or enjoy a mid-afternoon nap. 
Thanks very much, Komikaze Jeff, for your kind review and your five golden stars. I can't say I'd considered the possibility of people listening to this for a nap rather than proper bedtime. I suppose for me, naps always feel overly luxuriant. And then to double down on it by listening to a sleep. I've never had a nap that wasn't enforced. You know, either by the fact that I was a child or the fact that I am exhausted. The luxury. Anyway, I digress. Thank you for your kind feedback. If you would like to join Comicazy Jeff or any of the other listeners that have shared, taken the time to share their delicious thoughts, you, I'd love it if you did as well. Mostly because it manipulates the algorithm and helps other people find the show. You could also follow I Am Dan Bain on Facebook or Twitter or Sleepy Time Mumbles on Instagram. We've got cool things to buy. And also the ability to help us out with the costs of running the show. Links for that are in the notes. But all that, all that can wait. For now, put down your phone, turn off your screens. Close your eyes. Now it's time to be mumbled to sleep. Season 2 Episode 5 British Children's Picnic Come along then Back upstairs To the library Of inertia Let us wander the halls 
aimless, surrounded by the pleasing and pleasant smell of thousands upon thousands of exceptionally dull books. Let us walk through the various sections together in the dim half-light no cruel fluorescence here but rather the incredibly fire hazardous kerosene lanterns Round the corner to the children's section. Let us pull down a book with a colourful cover. Ah, a classic from your parents' childhood. British Children's Picnic A fine choice Snuggle down into the beanbag And let us read British Picnic Adventure It was The school holidays, and Pip, Ginger, and Craig were taking the train to their uncle's house at the seaside. They had departed from school with their luggage on the train waited at the station at Basingstoke-on-South for 30 minutes as the train had been a little delayed. A small dog had run past and the trains had all been stopped as everyone was a little concerned that perhaps the dog might go on the tracks. Fortunately, it hadn't, so once the problem there had been passed on by, the train was able to depart. So off they chugged. They changed at Leithston-on-Square and had a bite to eat at the station cafe before departing on a southbound train heading through Twaddle on Tweed until finally they arrived at South Kensington
where their uncle greeted them on the platform. The three children had built up a quite an appetite after sitting on the train for approximately three hours doing coloring in and connect the dots and Craig was learning Morse code so he was tapping incessantly with a pen on the table much to the chagrin of an elderly lady also in the carriage nonetheless they had all arrived safely and now they were bundled up in the back of their uncle's Morris Minor it was raining slightly as they drove out of the village a misty pleasant, particularly English type of rain that no one could really object to. The kind of rain that happens pretty much all the time, at least somewhere in these magical British Isles of ours. They drove out of the village and along the winding country roads with its low stone walls and cows in the verdant fields until they arrived at their uncle's house it was a small farm some two miles out of the village and it was said to be haunted although no one had ever seen or heard anything it was just said that it was haunted. They got their luggage out of the boot of the car and took it inside. Pip grumbling all the while about how her hair was getting a little damp. The boys just splashed in puddles filled with youthful masculine vigor. They were all very excited about the next day when they were to go out across the fields and have a picnic. But it seemed that their picnicking would be curtailed for today as the rain was beginning to set in quite heavily. Craig began tapping some Morse code again and the others returned to their picture books to stare forlornly out the window until it was tea time. For dinner they had a bowl of soup made by Mrs. Shavsham, their uncle's housekeeper, who was a lonely widow and had no children of her own. So was always so very pleased when when all of these children came to visit. After the soup, there was a roast lamb, roast leg of lamb, a haunch. Yes, a shoulder, a haunch, 
haunch of lamb, studded with rosemary, and only slightly overcooked. It was served with boiled sprouts, boiled potatoes, and boiled carrots and peas. The children all thought it was most splendid. After that, there was pudding. And the pudding had custard with it. It was a it was an apple crumble. It was a rhubarb and apple crumble with custard. And all the children said it was the finest crumble that they had ever had. After their long, busy day sitting on the train, sitting in a car, and eating, the children were all very sleepy. So it wasn't long before they all got bundled up into one big four-poster bed. They were all just tuckered from such a big day. They fell asleep very quickly. In the middle of the night, there were no ghosts. As the whole ghost thing was probably just someone making it up, perhaps to drive the house price up or down, depending on your predisposition or interest in the supernatural. They all woke very early the next morning and bustled down the stairs to find that no one else in the household was yet awake. So they went and banged on Miss Old Mrs. Thrumpwhistle, their uncle's housekeeper's door, and woke her up and demanded that it was their holiday and they should have breakfast. Oh, how she laughed at their impishness, and got out of bed and immediately began to cook breakfast for them. The children sat at the table, patiently waiting for their breakfast to be served up, and soon enough it was. Great rashes of bacon and fried eggs cooked in, in a big cast iron skillet on on an open fire oven, one of those wood-fired ovens. All of this was accompanied by thick slices of Mrs. Tiffy Taffy's homemade bread slathered in butter and marmalade, all washed down with glass upon glass of full fat creamy creamy milk ice cold from the ice box when breakfast was finished 
and Mrs. Tillamadilda had cleared away all the plates, and knives, and cups, and spoons. The children glanced out the window and noticed that the rain, which had seemed so heavy overnight, had cleared up, and the sun was coming out. So immediately they charged Mrs. Tilly with packing them a picnic lunch so they could walk down to the back field where there was a creek and throw rocks at frogs and eat a picnic. Mrs. Triphazard was very obliging and packed them a large hamper full of all sorts of lunchtime treats. And the children got their knapsacks and put on their socks and their sandals. And prepared themselves to hike down to the creek. Pip and Ginger decided they needed some very stout sticks to use as walking staffs to help them in the 900 yard stroll down to the back paddock. And so they set about breaking some branches off some trees. Once they had their stout sticks, Craig decided that he needed one as well. And so uh, he got out his pocket knife, which he had got as a Christmas present, and sawed off a branch with a small folding out little saw blade that was put on the knife for, well, for situations just like this. Mrs. Mattress Balm looked out the window and tutted her head at the children, breaking enormous branches off of some quite young recent plantings. Off the children went. Over the fields, the dew moistening their socks and sandals as they strolled over towards the creek. About halfway there, they stopped because Craig was getting tired from carrying the picnic basket. Especially as he was trying to carry his stick along at the same time. They had a small argument as to who was to carry it the rest of the way, and eventually they decided that they should take it in turns. 
just before they were about to set off again, though. Pip had the bright idea that perhaps they could carry it between the two of them. Her and Ginger. And that Craig might take a break as he had carried it all this way so far. And so they did. They picked it up between them and held the sticks in their outermost hands to better assist with the walking. And off they went, down to the creek. When they arrived at the creek, they noticed it was running quite fast due to the rain that had happened the night before. They sat on the, on the banks and threw rocks in which plopped into the creek with a most satisfying splash. They did this for around ten minutes, until they grew tired of it. Then they decided they best have their picnic. So they opened the hamper and spread out a large checkered tablecloth that had been provided for the very purpose. There were some napkins and some plates and some knives and forks which they pulled out as well and set up in all the appropriate places. Inside the basket they found what they were looking for. The ingredients for a spectacular lunch. There was some cold roast chicken some cream buns, thick slices of Mrs. Tugwash's homemade bread, unsalted butter, a bottle of full cream milk, and some ginger beer that had been bought especially for the occasion. After all that, there were jam buns with cream on the inside and jam as well. Raspberry jam buns, that's what they were. With a glazed cherry on the top, in the icing. And then a piece of chocolate each. and all washed down with some more milk. Well, after they'd eaten all that, they felt quite full and all far too tired for the stroll back up to the farmhouse where they could see their uncle and Mrs. Tiramisu working in the garden but it was all too far away so they lay down under a sycamore tree to have a summertime nap that was episode 5 Season 2 British Children's Picnic
Sleepy Time Mumbles is produced by Noosta Octopus Co. And created and presented by me, Dan Bain. Follow us at all the places mentioned in the show notes. But for now, good night. Sleep tight.